I am so amazed at how much God loves us. And I think uh, of all the passages in Scripture that come to mind as I think of who He is and how He loves us, it's the parable of the prodigal son, the forgiving father who leans down and brings that wayward child to him and says, it's all in the past. Right now, what matters is your home. And he blesses that son. He lavishes love on that child. That's uh, the parable of the forgiving father, as I call it, as found in Luke chapter 15. Well, I'm John Fuller, along with our vice president here of parenting, Dr. Danny Huerta. And uh, we're going to talk about God's love for us, for our kids especially. And uh, we're going to hear from Jody Burnt. She shared last time about how she struggled to really pray for her children and then learned how to do so very powerfully. And Jim Daly talked with her about how she found encouragement through a community of other parents. Now, in those early days, you also had a, a, what looks like a really good experience with a group called Moms in Prayer Absolutely. that taught you some things. Uh, what did they do? Are they still around? What, and, yeah, there's some and, moms and, and what did you glean org. from it? I'll tell you, um, it, I love Moms in Prayer. They meet once a week uh, for an hour to pray, and their groups are based around school communities. So you don't have to know the other women in your group. You just have to be at the same school, and, and there's your prayer group. They meet for an hour, and the thing that I love about their strategy is that they really do ground their prayers in Scripture. So one of my favorite stories in the book um, is about our prayer group, our moms in prayer group, and we had prayed just kind of as a routine prayer that week out of Ephesians 5, um, verses 15 and 16, that our kids would be wise in the way they act toward outsiders, that they would make the most Mm. of every opportunity. We didn't know what that looked like. We didn't know how God would answer. But that very week, one of the children in the group their teacher gave them an assignment to write a persuasive essay. And, you know, most of the kids in the class are writing a persuasive little second-grade essay about why my mom should get me a new bike or something. But this one child wrote a letter to a classmate saying, here's why you should believe in Jesus. Here's why you need to give your life second to Christ. Second grader. Yeah, second grader. Wow. And this was a kid that nobody was friends with. He was a real troublemaker. He, he got left out on the playground, all that and to have this child write this, and then he asked the teacher, uh, the child couldn't read the letter very well. He was um, struggling in school. And the teacher said, yeah, you know, you can read it to your friend. And so out on the playground that day, he reads this <laughs> persuasive letter with 10 reasons. And again, wow. you can read, you know, number one, I will be waiting for you in heaven. Number two, oh, you wow. can have anything you want in heaven. Number three, God loves you. You know, these different reasons this little second grader laid out. And he led this child into the kingdom of heaven. And that was, I believe, God's answer to our prayer that yeah. our children could make the most of every opportunity. Well, I wonder where that young man is today. Well, really I don't seriously. I don't know where the new believer is, but I do know the young man has grown up and he's gone off and served in the Naval Academy and he's just still loving the Lord. And uh, oh, That's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Jody, let me ask you, though, that, that intimidation factor. Mm, um, yeah. Speak to that hurdle. Not everybody has that as the obstacle, but, you know, just the intimidation, you know, does God really hear me? Yeah. Should I really do it? Am I saying it correctly? Right. We all think we need to sound good. We feel like we have to convince God. And like I said earlier, maybe we didn't grow up in a home where it was done or modeled for us. But, you know, at the end of the day, God commands us to pray, right? And he does it because he wants relationship with us. Right. He wants us, in the same way, like, I look at things like being in a marriage, for example. Imagine you're married to somebody, and you say, I love you, but you never talk about your day. You never tell your spouse what you need. 
you never thank them for what they might provide or a parent-child relationship. You know, say a child just, a parent can just give you your food, buy your school books, get your clothes, but if the child has never asked for anything or ever thanked you for anything, there's not that connection in that relationship. So I think God wants us to pray because he's saying, not only is that the way I invented to dispense blessing in your life, but it's also the way I invented for our lives to connect. Sure. So that you can acknowledge me as the source of all these blessings um, and that we can have that, that relationship. Yeah. You're dependent on me and that's great because I want to provide for you. Well, I really love how Jody is so honest about what she's learned in trusting God. And uh, Danny, someone might be thinking, well, why would God want to have a relationship with me? Does he know me? And, uh, you know, parenting really tends to teach us a lot about, I think, God's uh, heart, his desire for relationship with us. It really does, John. I've had multiple moments of revelation uh, towards that relationship that I can have with God, what he's inviting me into. I remember the first one that I had was when my son was four years old, and we've talked about it on the show a long time ago. Uh, But it was a time when I was, uh, really, I was having a hard time in my marriage. I was stressed. uh, But I was really, I felt, I felt, I thought I was hiding it well. (laughs) Uh, But I was sitting with my son at the kitchen table. He was playing with a construction set. It was a plastic construction set. And he was about four years old. He looked across at me and, and he said, Daddy, broken, need fixed. Oh. And he came around the table and put the screwdriver on my side. And I just, in that moment, I started to cry. And I go, Lord, I know this is from you. Um, and so in that moment, I was like, whoa, that, my, he just spoke to me through my son. And, and it was an interaction that was special between my son and I that helped me understand how there, it was breaking his heart. Mm-hmm. And then the, the one that was pretty recent, my daughter, it was the last three years or so. My daughter, as I was calling home, I said, hey, I'm coming home. I was leaving focus on the family to focus on my family, right? And usually I'd like to do that to, to shift my mind. And she mm-hmm. said, hey, we're going to do something different today, Dad. And I was going, okay, that, that sounds great. When you come through the door, I'm going to be jumping and you're going to catch me in the air. I was like, okay, I don't even know what that looks like because there's stairs there. And I was going, oh, no. maybe we could fall, whatever. So I said, okay, that sounds great. And then I hung up and I'm going, well, uh, and, and got to the garage, opened the door, had my backpack and my, my lunch bag on my other hand. She was in the air and I, had, I dropped everything, caught her. My back was still in place, which is fantastic. And I was maybe going to go out. <laughs> <laughs> and I held her and she goes, dad, you did it. She whispered in my ears. And, uh, and huh. I said, and in that time, a, a little time later, God said, do you trust me like that? Huh. Would you jump and let me catch you? And, uh, and then there have been moments where I've gotten to hold my daughter or my son, and I just picture uh, God holding me sometimes. And I've asked him that at night. Hey, can you hold me? Just like I was holding my daughter right before mm. that or my son. And, uh, yeah, there's so many different moments in that interaction. If we connect that with our relationship with God, we'll begin to see, yeah, okay, makes sense what is said in Scripture in the way he pursues us because I would do the same. I Mm. would die for my kids. And Jesus did that, rose again, said, let's be together forever. And we want that with our kids too. Well, I hope you hear our hearts um, for the Lord, for our kids, and for you to be able to have a a close relationship with God yourself. 
And um, if you have any questions about what you've just heard, give us a call. Uh, we're a phone call away, 800, the letter A in the word family. And if you want to learn more about praying for your child, we're going to link over to the entire conversation with Jody Burnt. Um, it's called Praying Scripture Over Your Child's Life. We're going to link over to it in the episode notes. Lots of great content there. And then Jody's book, Praying the Scriptures for Your Children, is available from us here at Focus on the Family. We'd ask you to consider a one-time gift of any amount. Uh, Support the ministry. Make a monthly pledge if you can. Um, Regardless of how you set that up, let us know you need the book, and uh, we'll be happy to send that out to you. Details are in the show notes. Next time, you'll hear from Dr. Meg Meeker. She'll be discussing four types of unhealthy parents. For now, on behalf of Dr. Danny Huerta and the entire team here, I'm John Fuller, and thanks for listening to the Focus on the Family Parenting Podcast.